Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes, 2019 Halloween one-shot, brought to you by our generous Patreon supporters. I am Jeremy, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fantastical fiction of H.P. Lovecraft. On this episode, your investigators of the unknown are... Brian. As Brian. Gabe. I will never reveal who my character is. I'm just going to play Gabe for this episode. And yours truly. But more importantly, your keeper of arcane lore is Matt. Take it away, Matt. So, here we are again, back at Halloween, and here I am again doing something that I really have no idea what I'm doing. Just like every day. Yeah. I know we normally play play some Call of Cthulhu around here, but I've I've had an idea percolate in a while for a while, and I'm hoping I can kind of bring it to life with this. So, everyone ready? Too bad, we're going anyway. Jack and Roy, you arrive outside of a house just outside of downtown Arkham. Looks roughly like any of the other houses around there. Maybe, you know, a little more run down, a little less cared for. But nonetheless, it doesn't seem too scary from the outside. As you both walk up the steps heading towards the front door, you remember why you were called here. Something about strange noises and lights and people never coming back out of the house? I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty normal. You step up onto the front porch, and what are you going to do from there? Let's go get omelets. I'll bang on the door. Roy, they have a doorbell. Doorbells are how they get you. You notice they don't have a screen door? I know. That's how I know that this is a bad place. What the hell is wrong with this neighborhood? Look, I'd say 9 out of 10 houses that we get called to don't have screen doors, and that's how you know some fucked up shit's going on inside. You see the curtains in the window next to the front door wiggle for a second, and you hear a, Just one second, I'll be out shortly. You hear footsteps, someone at the door, click of a couple of locks, and then... Oh, I, I have guests tonight. This is just lovely. Come in, please. Come in. You first. In front of you, you see a man, about five foot three, five foot four, short brown hair. Not exactly skinny, but you know, maybe, maybe he needs to lay off the French fries a bit. He opens the door wide and beckons you to come in. The grand wave of his arm. I have a gun. <laughs> I just, I just kind of put my hand in the small of, of Roy's back and slowly push him in. <laughs> Oh, it's so nice that someone finally decided to come on over for game night tonight. Roy, we love game night. I thought we were here on an emergency Shh, mission. <clears throat> game night, huh? What, what you playing? Well, why don't you come on in and I'll, I'll let you know. In the house, right? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. You need, to, right. you need to be inside the house for this to work. I just stroll in. Coming on the lawn is a felony, Jack. So, you both walk in. He closes the door behind you. Inside the house, it's pretty much what you would expect from this type of house. Maybe, again, the inside follows the outside. A little a little dusty. Maybe it looks like someone's been neglecting their cleaning duties, haven't been doing their chores. He leads you through the foyer and around a corner on the right side into his living room. As you enter the living room, you see that most of the furniture has been pushed off to the sides, off to the walls, kind of making as much open space as you can. And when you walk a little further, you see why. In the center of this living room, he has placed a rather large and yet rather old card table. Looks like, you know, one of those ones you'd see in the 1950s. The linoleum on top has started to yellow a little bit, and the legs look like they might be kind of wobbly, so you need to, you know, not bump it too hard or everything might be might be all over the place. Roy? On top of the table, you see... 
see many sheets of paper, dice all over the place. And at one end, you see what looks like some sort of wooden barrier, maybe something for, for him to hide behind. He pulls a couple of chairs in from the kitchen. Oh, please have a seat. Have a seat. I'm, I'm all ready to go. Let, hold up. Before, let me get this straight. You called in a, 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 an emergency call because you're a, lone, a lonesome loser. Is, is that what happened here? I didn't make any emergency call. I just posted on the local community bulletin board to see if anyone wanted to come to my house and play some games. Mm. So have a seat. Um, I, I do have refreshments in the kitchen. You, uh, We want water. I have, uh, I have little mini pizza bagels if you're hungry. Wait, pizza bagels? Yeah, I, I do have little mini pizza bagels. If uh, Yeah, let's get those. All right. You, you have a seat and he walks off to the kitchen, obviously very finally happy that someone responded to his ad. Roy. What do you think's going on here? I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a peek, see if I can see anything weird. I think that this is some frickin' dork who doesn't have any friends, so he called in some emergency call. Damn it! How's he have the number to the nine one one FBI, which is nine one two? You know, you can guess these kind of things. I know when I was in high school, I'd just sit around playing with phone numbers. You know what? His finger probably slipped. Nine one two. Oh, FBI. That does happen a lot. <laughs> it does. We need to change that number. Nine one zero. That'd be better, yeah. Or nine one one one. Oh, good idea. Make it a four-digit number, so more difficult to get through. Yeah. He comes back out out of the kitchen, holding, you know, balancing a, a tray of mini pizza bagels and a couple of glasses of water for everyone. Here you go, and you'll be careful. They are hot. I I did just make them. Are you threatening me? No. Well, there seems to only be two of you tonight. I, th- I thought I would have... You know what? That's fine. I'll just make something up as we go. He walks around to the other side of the table, reaches behind his wooden screen. So here are your character sheets for the evening. Feel feel free to take a glance at those and kind of get to know it, you know, if you want to you wanna improvise this something. Again, I give a glance to Roy. The hell are we playing here? This isn't Yahtzee. I only know how to play Yahtzee. Oh, don't worry. This is a really easy game. You'll, you'll pick it up in no time. He walks around the room, lighting a few candles here and there. Oh, this, this, is, this is just for ambience. And um, this one here, he, he lights at the back of the room. It's, it's, it's lavender scent. It's my favorite. Don't worry. It, it, it makes everything better. He goes back, sits behind his chair, pulls a cloak from the ground, sets it over his shoulders, pulls the hood up. He says, all right, gentlemen, I believe it is time that we begin. He claps his hands, and everything goes dark. You're not sure how long you were in that darkness, whether it was 30 seconds or... Six inches. Six inches. But when you come to, it seems that you're no longer inside of an old, dirty house outside of Arkham. You're in some sort of medieval tavern? You find yourself sitting at a table amongst these strange creatures... Some look like maybe orcs, perhaps, and there's some people with pointy ears, and there's some really short people here, too. It's strange. Jack, I think we're in West Virginia. I don't know how. I don't know what happened, but I think we ended up in West Virginia somehow. What the hell's going on? This is ridiculous. I stand up quickly. You see a woman at the bar notice you. Ah, glad to see you're finally here. Uh, where is here? Ah, you're inside my tavern. Welcome to the regular knoll. Is that a euphemism? Uh, no, not quite. Uh, uh, now that you're here, I can uh, let your friend know. She's been waiting. And 
Over on the other side of the bar, you see you see a young female dwarf in in heavy plate armor, just kind of sitting there. Looks like uh, she had just got done arm wrestling some of the the larger orcs in the establishment, and they're all kind of just walking away. Um, excuse me, Miss. Uh, looks like uh, those people you were waiting for are finally here. If you want to come over and say hello. Well, hi, boy. I'll immediately I'll I'll lick my hand and slick my hair back and slide down the bar. I lick my uh, index finger and my thumb and put it in the middle of my forehead and spread it across my eyebrows. <laughs> Hello, nurse. All right, simmer down, boy. Simmer down. Uh, are, are you uh, Jack and uh, Roy? I've been waiting on you. Uh, it's Arlen Fireforge, if you don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Well, how are you boys doing? What took you so long? Uh, I look at Roy. What the hell is going on? How the hell did we get here? Hell. I can hear you. I'm right here. Yeah, I'm not talking to you, ma'am. Oh, well, is that any way to treat a friend? Uh, we're friends? Well, yes. Destiny has pulled us together, hasn't it? The stripper from M43? I'm not familiar with that area. I'm familiar with that area. Roy, wake up. I'm busy, dude. I'm thinking of things to do around this bar. It's a good bar. Well, now that it seems like you've gotten yourselves acquainted, I'll be sending someone out to get an order. If we have anything you need, we have a chef in the back if you want some food. Uh, I can send out some meat or some ale. Uh, where, where did she go, anyway? Liza, get out here. She points to the back and waves her hand, and out of the kitchen you see a young female human emerge. Lean, short, long brown hair, grabs a tray and heads on over to your table presumably to ask you what you want. So, are you guys here for the same reason as those other adventurers? You know, the house down the road, the haunted house? What haunted house are you talking about? Oh, come on. How have you not heard about it? People come from all over to try and figure out what's up with this place. But so far, no one that's wandered in has made it back out. Back out of the house? I would assume so. Not facing forward, anyway. Rumor has it that the family that lived there was running a secret cult, trying to summon something from the dark plane of existence. Now, whether or not they ever succeeded, well, I mean, no one's come back out, so maybe they did find something? Anyway, when word got out of what they were doing, everyone just kind of looked the other way. Turns out, when your cult consists of lots of really powerful people, you can get away with all sorts of things. You know a lot. Tell us more about the secret cult. Yeah, how do we get in and then back out? Go. Like I was saying, family, powerful people, cult. I heard from the butcher that they would prey on lonely visitors to the town, that they would lure them into the house, sacrifice them, and then eat their bodies. (gasps) Gross, right? Well, speaking of butcher, um, how's your griffin wings today? Uh, delicious. Are they fresh? From the backyard. Non-GMO. <laughs> Obviously. We'll, we'll take an order of those when you're done with your intro. Oh, perfect. So things aren't looking too hot, and it turns out when you don't get results, people tend to want to leave. That was until he showed up. He? He he? Stop laughing. This is serious. <laughs> I suppose that's up to you if you find this a serious matter or not. So who is this mysterious man? Some old guy called himself a what was it? Zarevich something. Anyway, they treated him like some sort of god or something, but he thought they were annoying. So when they killed some people he had lured into the house for whatever, he turned around and killed all of them. I, I gotta say, I understand that completely. <laughs> They say to this day the spirits of those cultists still wander the halls of the house, unwilling to be forgotten. We'll get to the bottom of it for sure. Why is it that even in this nerdscape we have to deal with cults? They're everywhere. 
We were almost out of those wings, but you guys ordered just at the right time. That means we're the chosen ones. We get the last wings. For a small upcharge, I can offer you some curly fries. Oh, absolutely, yes. With cheese sauce, please? Ah, beer cheese sauce. Oh, yes. It's my favorite. Thank you. You're welcome. I shall return. With the check. So, Jack and Roy, what do you... Should we take this on? Should we check out this cult thing? It sounds like kind of spooky, but could be fun. Did you just call me spooky, but? Spooky fun. Well, if we're going to get into this, I'm going to get into character. You can call me side. Side? Side Jack White. The hell do you mean get into character? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to play along with this. What name do you want, Roy? I'll look into my pocket. And I'll pull out the piece of paper that Southern Nerd gave me. Oh, shit. That's a weird name, but all right. Come on, oh shit. I'm one of my ancestors. I'm not Roy. What? I'm Renwick Arroyo the Fertile. Say that three times. That's like my great, 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 great grandpa. He's the reason that there's so many of us. He's a 57 pump jump. How the hell did he know that? Yeah, this is a little bizarre. We need, to, we need to get to the bottom of it. I think you're right, side. Renwick, any uh, equipment you need to get? Hold on, let me check, and I'll look into my cl- pockets. Oh, sh- I have everything. I've got my battle axe and uh, my javelin. You want to touch it? You want to touch my javelin? My javelin's bigger. And I've got uh, my priest pack. Is it? Come into this chamber, little man. And also some potions of healing. Dumb. I have a great axe, which is like your axe, but great. And I have a club. Is it a club for baby seals? I've got a hand crossbow, a dagger, and a raper. Oh, oh, rapier. It's more than a raper. It's a rapier. Well, I I think maybe we should just ask around and see if we can find out where this house is. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to hit up the bartender. Watch for those wings to come out. Oh, I will. And I'll I'll wander off uh, for a few minutes to see if I can detect anybody who might be looking like they're propped up as adventurers, and I'll challenge him to an arm wrestling contest. And I'm just going to look for whoever might be the quirkiest looking fun kind of guy in the place that is definitely sitting at the bar and wants to have a drinking contest with me. So, side, you saddle on up to the bar right on next to Renwick over there. So, uh, my, uh, my waitress gets you everything you need. Yeah, I'm good. Hey, uh, she mentioned that, uh, there's some house where, where people are, uh, having some troubles with. A haunted house or something? I really need to stop letting her talk so much to the patrons. Look, it's an old ghost story. There's a house not too far down the way from here that some people claim is haunted and that, you know, was possessed by spirits of cultists. It's it's, it's a story that people like to tell, just, you know, tourism. Well, we're adventurers, so you know exactly where it's at. Can you point it out on this map? I pull out my phone and open Google. It's not far from here. You go out the doors, you make a right, and it's going to be about two, 300 yards down the street. All right, I appreciate that. Hey, uh, while I'm waiting for my mead, can you get me a mead? Tell you what, you go gather your friends up here at the bar and I'll get you around. Oh, nice. I leave to go gather them up. Do I spot anybody who might be a good candidate for... Arm wrestling and or inside information? It's not too busy this time of night in the tavern. Really, the only people that are still hanging around are the group of old orcs that seem to have uh, moved on from arm wrestling to poker. Ooh. It's not what you think. They're just poking the girl that's dead with a stick. Poker again! (laughs) Well, hello, uh, fellow adventurers. Uh, What brings you to the regular knoll? We here for, for alcohol and for game. Hmm, games. I like games. What do you want? You already win. That's true. That's true. But I, I got a couple coins left. What are we playing? Uh, Hold'em or uh, Texas Stud? Whatever that is. Are you playing Magic the Gathering? Are you guys from around here? 
They just kind of stare at you. I'll take that as a yes. So they're still pretty angry that that a you know a dwarven woman managed to beat them in an arm wrestling contest, and some of them are clearly like trying to trying to like give you the cold shoulder because you know they're they're embarrassed that they lost. Have you heard about your savior, Lord and Jesus? I am a paladin, after all. Savory, savory Jesus. He's made of butter. You leave before we make you. You know, no, no more allowed with us. You ruin fun. All right, I can tell when I'm not wanted. Just give me a call, though, if you want another rematch, and I'll walk away. One of the orcs stands up and, like, slams his arms on the table in the back. He's just so frustrated. They're all kind of starting to stand up, and bartender looks up. Well, um, looks like you guys are having a good time, but it also looks like it's time for you to leave. So she kind of rounds you up, and with, you know, a surprising amount of strength, kind of manages to wrangle you right up to the front door. Says, well, you know, come back any time, just not right now. And looks back at them as they kind of start taking a few steps forward towards the door. Sorry, boys, I uh, seem to have poked the hornet's nest. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> So she gets you right up there and kind of pushes you out the door into the street outside the tavern. And now that we have exited our tavern, we can finally start our adventure for tonight. If you can't tell, 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons. We're playing a little bit of something called Death House. Death House! I'm getting that tattoo on my forehead. (laughs) You step out onto a gravel road that runs through the center of the village. All of the houses around you tall and dark like tombstones. Nestled among these houses are a small handful of closed-up shops, and as you look back, you notice that even the tavern that you just stepped out of seems to be closed and boarded up. As you look around, you also seem to notice that there's some sort of very dense fog rolling in from all directions around you, kind of pinning you into this little street area you're in. (laughs) A soft whimpering draws your eye towards a pair of children standing in the middle of the otherwise lifeless street. Oh, jeez. Renwick, go, go get him. You first, Renwick. I go to draw my gun. <laughs> like is nature for Roy. Uh, hello, children. Uh, what brings you here? Are you just playing some hopscotch? Or? As you approach, you see that the younger boy seems to be softly crying and holding onto his stuffed doll. As he sees you walking closer, he kind of grabs tight on it and slides behind his sister a little bit. And she goes, it's, it's okay. She turns to you and says, there's a monster inside our house. She then turns back and points towards a tall brick row house that has definitely seen better days. The windows are dark. It has a gated portico on the ground floor, but the gate, although rusty, is slightly ajar. And the house is on either side are also abandoned. Their windows and doors boarded up. What's in the jar? Well, don't worry, children. We'll we'll take care of it. Who is this monster? We've never seen the monster before. At night time, it makes really loud, scary noises. Well, we'll go in and investigate. Here, you have some pudding. I'll beat the kid with my club. It's not your own children, Roy. You gotta adopt it first. And what are your names? My name is Rosavalda, but my mommy just called me Rose. And this is my brother. He's he's Thornbolt, but we just call him Thorn. Every rose, rose has its thorn. Well, don't you worry, children. We'll take care of it. Uh, where are your mommy and daddy? They're still in the house somewhere. Last we saw them, they said they were they were gonna go and 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 make sure that the monster was was locked away. Listen, we'll we'll take care of that. And why, in the meantime, why don't you go back to the tavern, the regular knoll, and just ask for Liz? She'll take care of you and get shit faced. <laughs> yes, get fit faced. Because we're probably gonna have some bad news for you when we come back. Renwick, come on. If if you go into the house, can you check it? There's, there's uh, our baby brother Walter is is in the attic still. If you can go find him, please. Absolutely, Walter. 
We, we've got it. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll take him and bring him back to you at the tavern. We don't do uh, addicts. He should, be, he should be in the nursery on the third floor still. That's where Mommy and Daddy put him. I'm not liking this, but okay. You guys go. Go as quickly as you can to the tavern. Okay. Go. On, and she kind of walks, walks backward and out and into the, the mist that is continued to kind of push in on you as you stand there talking. Wouldn't say I was missing it, Bob. Were those kids the villains? I think you're right. Oh, gosh. We should get them. <laughs> now that they're going, club them. Hang on a second. I gotta see if I have detect evil or anything. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take a second and look at our sheets. Is that cool? Yeah. The presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the next turn, you know the location of a celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you, but it's not behind total cover. Blah, 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 blah. So it's sort of like a detect. It's called divine sense. They're 62 feet away. It's too late. <laughs> but I can use this in the house, potentially. Yeah. And I have dark vision, too. I can see in dim light. And then if you guys get poisoned or diseased, I can lay your hands on me. CD sailors can deliver me messages, and I'm going to make sure one does in the middle of the house. That's the name of the strip club you often go to. CD, CD sailors. sailors. Full of seed. And sailors. Because of me. <laughs> Just a bunch of semen. So, as your party gathers itself and starts heading towards the house, you seem to notice that the closer you get to the house, the closer the fog seems to get to you. Ooh. Uh-oh. Arlen, do you sense anything? Let me try within 60 feet. <laughs> Other than the house giving off a minor bit of smell, it doesn't smell amazingly pleasant. Pew, ew. Yep, plain evil. <laughs> or was that you, Renwick? That might be me. <laughs> this isn't fog. All right, guys, I have a confession to make. I'm allergic to cheese. <laughs> I wanted to beat those kids with a club. <laughs> That's not very nice, Roy. Now, we, we have to be protectors of the young. Roy. I like that Or Renwick. <laughs> Renwick. You remind me of uh, someone in the future. All right, let's go in. Yes, we'll, we'll open the gate. As you approach the front of the house, you can clearly see from the outside that it is a four-story house. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Looks very Victorian in architecture. Yeah, but we only have to get to the third floor. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll open up the gate and say, here we go, boys. I'm going to go check on the kids. No, no. Stand fast side. Uh, we have the power of Jesus on our hands. Uh-oh. One of these. What's Jesus? I have no idea, but he's, he's here. Ah! Ah! Jesus! On the front door it says, boo, we all crap our pants. Press my ear to the front door. All right. Roll perception. Ah! ah! <laughs> I rolled a 21, I think. So you'll see, whenever you roll, you'll see two dice rolls. The first one is the one you take unless you're rolling with advantage or disadvantage, and then you take either the better or the worse of the two rolls. Oh, cool. So 21 is the actual roll. And then, yeah, if you were playing with disadvantage, then you'd have to take the 10 because it's the worse of the two. Okay. Cool. Uh, the higher, the better? Is that what yep. I'm hearing? So you press your ear to the door and intently listen inside for a moment. You don't hear much of anything. Creaking of floorboards, maybe a wind coming in through an open window somewhere, but... <laughs> that was Renwick. <laughs> I'll knock. Hello? Anybody home? Walter, can you hear me up there on the third floor? Hopefully he'll just answer the door so we can leave. <laughs> you get no response. I don't think uh, they're coming, boys. Well, we tried. Is it locked? Try the door handle. <laughs> it's locked. We can't get in. <laughs> Why are you making those horrible noises? Is it locked or not? No, the door is unlocked. Okay. The hinges are rusty, and it makes a very unpleasant shrieking noise as you enter. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they know we're here. 
I'm going to sneak ahead. Where'd he go? Hide in the right corner at the next door and listen listen near the door to see if I hear any movement. Maybe we should hear a description of the room we entered first? No. We, we can see the map. No one else needs to know. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. You open into the, what is apparently some sort of foyer? Foyer. Foyer. Hallway. What are you, not French? (laughs) Oil lamps hang from the ceiling by chains, flanking a larger set of oaken doors. Ooh, they're open? Yeah. (sighs) Hanging on the south wall is a shield emblazoned with a coat of arms. Appears to be some sort of golden windmill on a red field. And on either side of that are portraits of stony-faced aristocrats. Scatman Crothers. You got the shine, boy. So you have a set of double doors leaning from the foyer into the main hall, and on either side of those are panes of stained glass. Uh, I'm going to use my dim, or my dark vision, assuming that there's a bit of light in here. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of light coming in through the windows. Okay. So in, in my dark vision, I can see 60 feet. Do I see anything past the stained glass doors into the main hall? From where you're standing, it looks like a fairly decent main hall. For it being so dusty and boarded up on the outside, oddly enough, on the inside, everything is clean. The floors are clean of dust and they don't seem like they've aged at all. The floorboards and panels have been well oiled and kept taken care of. The drapes and the wallpaper are fresh and haven't faded and all the furniture looks brand new. Yeah, okay, so now that I'm in the foyer, I want to be in this upper corner here and um, just kind of uh, listen. I'll put one arm out to the other two, like, don't move. I was listening. I rolled a 22. No, there's nothing moving around as far as you can tell. It's quiet i uh release my my fist and and point all right and i'll push past him and just go into the next room without doing any of this other stupid stuff i'm gonna take a closer look at the windmill uh shield thing i'm very curious about this can i gain any insight about this i mean you take a look and clearly it is some sort of stylized golden windmill sitting on top of some sort of red field does it have any religious connotations or does it look more like a family seal when you look at it, it looks more like a family coat of arms. Always looking for religion, this one. I'm a paladin. Yeah. I'm a barbarian. Doesn't mean I'm always raping and pillaging. Just like 90% of the time. You gotta take a nap sometimes. So Renwick has entered the main hall. This main hall runs the width of the house as a black marble fireplace on one end with a rather grand and large red marble staircase sweeping up the other side. Mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a longsword with a windmill cameo worked into the hilt. The wood-paneled walls are ornately sculpted with images of vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs. You can see that the decorative paneling follows the staircase up to the second floor. And across the way, you can see that there is some sort of cloak room that has several black cloaks hanging from a hooks and uh, a large top hat sitting on a high shelf. I immediately go to the cloak room. I'm bringing up the rear. So I'm going to stealthily move up to the door and listen again. And I'll take a look at the longsword above the fireplace and the windmill crest. I want to make sure it matches the other one. Yeah, you take a look at the, the windmill on the sword and it does appear to be a match for the crest in the foyer. So you're just listening at the door? Yeah, I kind of want to um, see if there's uh, any movement behind it. No, once again, all is quiet. Okay, so I'm going to open the door up then, if, unless it's locked. You try to twist the knob and you push the door open and it opens. I'm going to stealthily move in 
into the room. You walk into a room that is fully paneled in oak and it appears to be some sort of hunter's den. Mounted above the fireplace is a stag's head and positioned around the outskirts of the room are three stuffed wolves. Two padded chairs draped in animal furs face the hearth while an oak table between them supports a cask of wine, two wooden goblets, a pipe rack, and a candelabrum. A chandelier hangs above a cloth-covered table surrounded by four chairs. Two cabinets stand against the walls. The east cabinet sports a lock on it, you can see from where you're at. Walk towards the base of the stairs and just look up the stairwell and give a listen. I'll yell while he's trying to listen. yodle La 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 la. I rolled a 19. Despite the best efforts of, of Renwick back there, you kind of turn your, your ear up towards the stairs and nothing. Oh, so it worked. So I worked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, boys, uh, why don't you continue to search down here? I'm going to go up and see if I can find Walter. Okay. Bye. See you never. You really think splitting up's the best idea? So far, we haven't seen anything that's vaguely threatening. I just think those little kids were making a story up and just kind of frightened uh, i think uh, if the if walter's up on the third floor i can find him real quick yeah this room's pretty pretty standard so god will protect me y- yep i'm gonna enter the closet with the cloaks and i'll examine the cloaks they're long floor-length black cloaks that people would have worn maybe in some sort of ceremony Do they have any kind of like symbols on them uh, they do not. They are very much just plain black cloaks. I'm going to put one on, and I'm going to put a top hat on also. Okay. So Bernwick steps out of the coat closet wearing a top hat and a long black cloak. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> now introducing the one and only Redwick. Master Magician. After checking this room, I'm going to reshut the door and move across over near the coat room and and check that doorway you still heading up to the second floor Arwen? yep i'm already on the stairs and i assume i'm on the landing here so as you come to the top of the first set of stairs you see unlit oil lamps mounted on the walls of this elegant hall hanging above the mantelpiece is a wood frame portrait of the family that once lived here seems that it contains uh, a father a mother and two smiling children cradled in the father's arms is a swaddled baby which the mother regards with a hint of scorn standing suit of armor flank wooden doors in the east and west walls. Each suit of armor clutches a spear and has a visored helm shaped like a wolf's head. The doors are carved with dancing youths. Two youths? The red marble staircase that started on the first floor continues its upward spiral. But as you get closer to the other set of stairs, you can feel a cold draft coming down from up top. Miller Light. Walter, are you up there? At ease, gentlemen. At ease. Wah. Side. Are you, so you're uh, going into that room as well, or are you just kind of... Yeah, I'm going to try the handle, just like before. Try the handle right. and... Door opens. I'm going to um, move in and just examine the room. So you step into... What appears to be the main dining room for the the house. The centerpiece of this wood panel dining room is a carved mahogany table surrounded by eight high-backed chairs with sculpted armrests and cushioned seats. A large crystal chandelier hangs above the table, which is covered with resplendent silverware and crystalware polished to a dazzling shine. Mounted above the marble fireplace is a mahogany-framed painting of an alpine veil. The wall paneling is carved with elegant images of deer among the trees. Red silk drapes cover the windows, and a tapestry depicts hunting dogs and horse-mounted aristocrats chasing after a wolf. There's a theme. Aristocats. Yep. Ow, while he's doing that, I'll enter this door here. You enter that door there, and you just kind of look over to your left and you see side saying, I attack. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
The second I see him, I'll bail out and go into this door. And I'm just uh, continuing walking up the stairs. All right, so you're heading up to the third floor? Yep. Renwick, you seem to have found the kitchen. It's tidy, with dishware, cookware, and utensils all placed neatly on shelves. There's a work table that has a cutting board and rolling pin sitting on top of it. A stone, dome-shaped oven stands near the east wall, its bent iron stovepipe connecting to a hole in the ceiling. Behind the stove and to the left is a thin door leading to what seems to be maybe some sort of pantry? I'll go in. You step into the pantry, and from what it looks like, all the food appears to be fresh. Ha <laughs> I'll start eating everything. <laughs> you grab what appears to be an apple off one of the shelves and take a bite, but for whatever reason, it tastes bland? Almost like nothing? All right, I'll throw that. That's healthy food. No, that, of course, that tastes bland. I'll grab something less healthy. You grab what appears to be some sort of cake, presumably prepared for supper. Grab a big handful of it, stick it in your mouth, and it doesn't really taste like much either. These people and their lack of seasoning. I'll get angry and I'll knock over the shelving. Roll a strength check. And they got a 17. So in your, your fit of rage at the bland food in the pantry, your arms go up, you scream, your arms come down, and the shelves kind of just give under the weight of your swing. All the stuff on the shelves goes flying everywhere, and there's now a big mess in the pantry, and the shelves are clearly snapped in half from where you impacted them. And I'll leave the pantry that is made of lies. Just screams and tips everything on every room he enters. <laughs> Arlen. Yes. Made your way up to the third floor. Making your way up top. Making your way in the world today. Takes everything you got. You find yourself on a dusty balcony. Along the back wall stands a suit of black plate armor draped in cobwebs. Oil lamps are mounted on the oak-paneled walls, which are carved with woodland scenes of trees, falling leaves, and tiny critters. Walter? Walter, are you up here? It's it's Ireland Fireforge, Rose and Thorn. Ask me to come get you. Hello? Nothing. Open up this door to the, I guess that'd be the west. As you sidestep by the black plate armor, you hear a creak. You look over and nothing. You turn back away and you hear it. And it appears that the, uh, the large sword that the black plate armor was holding has fallen over just barely missing you. I will use my divine sense to see if I can detect any evil coming off of this black plate armor. It reeks terribly. I'm not feeling so good, so I'm going to pull my javelin out. Great. And as you pull your javelin out, I'm also going to need you to roll for initiative because you just entered combat. I rolled an eight. Congratulations. You found an animated suit of armor. Oh, I'll put it on. Do I turn <laughs> into an anime character? <laughs> The armor then kind of creaks and starts moving and very slowly turns his way to face you. And then he's going to take his turn to reach down and grab his sword that he dropped trying to hit you and prepare for his next round. But I've got my javelin out, so I'm going to poke him in the eye. Okay, so I rolled a 22. So you hit. You are actually going to jab him with your javelin. Push him down the uh, well of the stairs. (laughs) So you just need to roll uh, 1d6. Boom. Three. All right, so you do three plus four, so you hit him for seven. Seven points. He's dead. He's dead. No, he's not. 
He's totally dead. He just doesn't feel good. How about now? Is he dead now? He's thinking about calling in sick tomorrow. Walter, I'm coming. Don't worry. This this big monster here won't uh, get you. I'll get him. Don't worry about it. Renwick, little help? I'm busy. Side? Animated suit of armor. I see that every day. Okay, so I'm going to need both Side and Renwick to roll me perception. Oh, farkin' Nugent. I rolled a four. I rolled a seven. <laughs> you two are both so engrossed in exploring this strange house that you fail to notice Arwen screaming at you from the third floor for help. It's okay, boys. I got it. Don't worry. Just clean up my lifeless corpse. She's just talking at that level upstairs, expecting us to be able to hear. So anyways, I could really use some help up here, but I don't know. Should I say anything? (laughs) Your inner monologue. Why don't they hear me? Your javelin. Take it rear back. Wham! Right through one of the the shoulder pauldrons on this armor. Leaves a pretty nice hole, but it's still coming at you. So he's going to come back. He's going to rear back. He rolled a 21. What's your AC? Uh, AC is 18. Lovely. So you're going to take seven points of bludgeoning damage as he takes the pommel of his sword and just whacks you with it. Okay, that takes me down to four. Bye, Felicia. Since you've lost half of your health, you got to roll for Santa. Oh, wait. All right, so it's your turn now. What are you going to do? Does it seem like I might be able to, since I've got the javelin stuck in its armor, could I use that to leverage and sort of try to hoist it over the railing? I'm pretty strong. I have an 18 strength, so... Roll me a strength check. I rolled a nine on my strength check. You want to push that roll? So you do manage to, you know, you grab the the javelin, you plant your feet on the ground, and you go to push. And you do manage to move him a little closer to the railing, but you don't actually manage to get him up and over. Okay. So you go over to line back up with him, and clearly the armor was not expecting you to try and push him. He's a little little bit stunned by the fact that you, such a, a small woman could, could move him with what seemed to be not a whole lot of effort. So he's going to take his turn, just kind of plant himself back in fighting stance and get ready to, to go at you again. So it's your turn. What are you going to do? All right, so I'm going to yank out the javelin and then use it as a pole arm to smash him that way. Sort of a roundhouse, try to do damage as well as tip him over the railing. Roll for an attack with your javelin. I rolled a 10 with my javelin. So you rear back, you go to swing at him, you can clearly see what you're trying to do, and you just kind of out of the way and you whiff over top of his head. Oof. Okay. Bye, Felicia. And instead, he flips you down all the way through the floors. Well, I'm right at the tip of the uh, staircase, too, so I could go rolling down the staircase. The armor looks at you a little bit miffed that, you know, you're trying to do something here. And he kind of leans back. The visor tips up a bit, and you look into it, and there's nothing there. Although he leans in, and you hear the he kind of lets go this really ghostly wail. I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw. All right, here we go. Wisdom. Boom. I rolled a six. You're more than a little bit scared by this thing. I mean, it's it's a moving suit of armor and there's nobody inside of it. That's a little bit scary. So so in your, your moment of, of panic, you are going to run back down the staircase to the landing on the second floor. Four. <laughs> Screaming that the whole way. All right. So the armor is going to take his turn, starting to move towards you. You can you can clearly hear him very slowly, very methodically clunk, clunk, clunk down the stairs. So do we hear that? Give me perception. I'm not giving it to you. I'll roll something. I rolled a 23. So as you're digging through the uh, the dining room amongst the, the silverware and crystalware, you kind of take a moment to appreciate what you see and you hear 
quite clearly and very loudly coming from up the stairs, a very loud clanking noise. I'm going to stealthily move to the bottom of the stairs and look up. I got a 14. You didn't hear the armor, but you definitely heard side over there very hastily exiting the dining room. He's not very good at stealth then, but okay. Hello, Jack, you see what that is? What's happening, side? Jack, side. I can't do this. Well, my last name is Jack White, so you can just call me Jack White. What's happening, Jackoff? So as you both approach the staircase, you can both very, very clearly now hear what seems to be some sort of loud clanking noise coming down from the third floor. Arlen, what are you doing? So I'm standing up against the, uh, looks like the fireplace on the second floor. I'm going to start yelling, Renwick, side! I need some help. Walter needs you up here. And I'm going to switch out my javelin for my battle axe and retreat to close by the double doors here. Okay. My hope and dream is when he comes lined up at the base of the stairs is I'm going to take a running leap at him with my axe and try to knock him through that the middle of the stairwell. So the armor is once again going to take his... His turn, kind of coming coming down the stairs at you. Coming round the mountain when she comes. So he's basically right at those those bottom few stairs. Side and Renwick. I would like to roll stealth and hide in the shadows and move my way up the staircase without being spotted at all. So I rolled a 14 for stealth, moving up to the second floor. All right. So you very, you kind of tiptoe your way very carefully up to the second floor. Oh, shit. Tulips. You come up to the landing and straight across on the other side, you see what appears to be some sort of black plated armor slowly shambling its way towards Arlen. Okay. Can I, so I do see where Arlen is? Yep. Um, I'm going to make eye contact with Arlen and then back to the armor and then back to Arlen. Like, what are we doing here? How are we going to do this? Okay, so now that you are right here with us, I'm also going to need you to roll initiative. I rolled a 22. Holy shit. Now I'll sneak up. Clunk, bam, boom, boom. Racking it on the walls, every brick. I got an 18, buddy. Yeah, why don't you guys simmer down? <laughs> Despite the fact that you are a rather large barbarian that likes to just kind of run into a room and start hitting things, you do manage to somehow, almost more quietly than sides, slink your way up the staircase. About four points more quietly. Slinky. I reject the roll and I just start slamming the wall <laughs> as I walk up. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. And I'll enter combat also. All right, so roll me initiative. 19. Starting back at the top of turn order, side, what do you want to do? Keep in mind at this point, he, the armor is kind of locked onto Arlen here. He has not seen you yet. Try to sneak behind the armor set to get behind it. So I'd like to skirt the room, just get in place to flank. Renwick, your turn. What are you doing? I'm going to slam in and smash the armor on the face with my club. Uh-oh. <laughs> I fumbled. I got a one. You kind of peek your head up around you. You know, you're... Like, hey, I can totally handle this. You club up, you run to scream at him, and you trip over a rug near the edge of the stairs and just kind of, you know, face first onto the floor. Fwomp. Mug fwomp. So the armor kind of now notices that there are two people here instead of one, although he's still slightly mad at uh, Arlen here for provoking him. So he, he's going to take another step f forward over to Arlen, and he is once again just going to kind of scream in your face and try and terrify you into running away. Is that a wisdom again? So give me a wisdom save throw, yep. I rolled a two, <laughs> which is a natural one, I think. So if, if it wasn't terrifying enough the first time, it was definitely absolutely terrifying the second time. So I run back up the stairs and go get Walter. <laughs> 
it's your doors behind you and you're just going to kind of back your way into this room over here what does this room look like in my terrified state so as you turn your back to run away he is going to take a swipe at you well suck you to suck uh but he rolled a nine what's your armor what's your 18. ac so he's just a little bit too slow on that reaction kind of <laughs> you whiffed. think what an idiot so you take a second to gather your your wits about you and come back and now it's your turn so what are you going to do so yeah, I'm going to rush back in. I've got the battle axe, so I'm just going to be yelling at the top of my lungs. Ah! And then whap at him with the uh, battle axe two-handed. I rolled uh, a 13. He didn't quite expect you to uh, to come back after, you know, that. He was pretty confident that you weren't going going anywhere. So he's really surprised to see you charging bat- back at him with a, a battle axe of all things. Take this, evil. And so you go up. And you swing down, and you go straight through that uh, arm that you had poked a hole yeah. in earlier, and it just kind of drops to the floor. Was that the one holding the sword? No. The other one had the sword. Lefty. Damn, I should have thought I'd seen that coming. But yeah. Now that he's, he's missing his arm, he's starting to wobble. He's, he's not looking too pretty. You're looking pretty rough there, Lefty. Side, your turn. Which side? Give him a side eye. Run up and do a double foot kick on the side of him to shove him towards the staircase. Dude, you're actually in a pretty good place. He doesn't know you're there. So if you want to... Do I get a sneak attack? Nice. Yeah, you're a rogue and he doesn't know you're there because you stealthed around. So you could hand crossbow stealth attack if you wanted to. I'll use my uh, my hand crossbow. I think that's good. I rolled a 23 with my hand crossbow. That's five piercing. All right. And then give me an additional D6 because you're on sneak attack. Damn, Danielle. Uh, three. So you, you take your time, line it up and let the bolt fly, and it sinks into the upper back of the armor. Nice. He went... <sighs> Can somebody get that? I can't quite reach it. It's embarrassing. And he's looking really, really rough at this point. Renwick, little embarrassed by the fact that you uh, tripped and fell. You're going to kind of stand up, dust yourself off, and get another chance. So what are you doing? The exact same thing. <laughs> and I got a 17 this time. Totally determined. To make this work, you are going to up, scream at him, and then just wham right into his head. You're going to leave a a, a pretty nice dent inside that helmet. You're going to see his sword is going to kind of waver for a second. He's going to stand there wobbling, and then he just kind of falls apart. Yep, first try. (laughs) First. (laughs) Firsties. Oh, God, thank God you guys came here. He was a bit more tough than I thought, but he was pure evil. Yeah, this, uh, this is definitely not a normal house. That was Walter, damn it. Well, at least now we've uh, defeated the monster and we've saved the children. So uh, maybe we should just go get Walter. He's, I'm sure he's upstairs somewhere. I only looked at one room. Let's go, but let's stick together. Let's just go and not I get stick a rope together. and tie it around all of our waists together in one big loop. Should we uh, check out each floor just in case there's anybody else trapped in here? Some of the other adventurers or... They only mentioned Walter. I, I do need to do a little... Uh, healing i have a potion of healing are you guys okay do you need anything oh i'm fine i do have a little bit of uh, a flagon of beer uh that i brewed myself if you wanted to try some of that yeah you know sometimes i get a little frightened and i run away from animated suits of armor that are sheer evil so (laughs) this actually helps bolster the confidence a little bit nice give it i call this the call of cthulhu it's a pale ale uh heavily hopped i'll take it from her hand and chug it down Careful, that's 10.2%. So just make sure you mark one off your inventory and you're going to roll 2d4 and you get 2d4 plus 2 healing. So you get, you regain 5 points of health. 5, okay, so I'm up to 9 of 12. So I think I'm okay right now. I feel pretty good. 
that that helped out quite a lot. So you guys all trudging up to the third floor together? Yes. It looks like it. Follow me, boys. It's this way. Never mind that where that armor was. He's no longer there. <laughs> it was false alarm. Oh, my. So you all trudge up the stairs to the third floor and find yourself in that same that same balcony area that Arlen was earlier. I was checking out this room here to the west. Okay, I'll check out uh, the room to the south. Walter. Walter, honey. I'll go north. Arlen, you swing the heavy double doors open and step inside to see what appears to be some sort of master suite. Along the walls, you see heavy panes of stained glass, and the designs in those stained glass windows seem to be some kind of windmill. The dusty cobweb-filled master bedroom has burgundy drapes covering the windows. Furnishings include a very nice four-poster bed embroidered with curtains and tattered gossamer veils, a matching pair of empty wardrobes, a vanity with a wood-framed mirror and jewelry box, and a padded chair. A rotting tiger-skin rug lies on the floor in front of the fireplace, which has a dust-covered portrait on top of it. Seems to be the same man and wife from the family portrait downstairs. A web-filled parlor in the southwest corner contains a table and two chairs. Resting on that dusty tablecloth is an empty porcelain bowl and a matching jug. There's a door facing the foot of the bed and has a full-length mirror mounted on it. I will concentrate heavily and see if I detect anything within 60 feet of this room that is evil and or good. You do get a little inkling of something, but it's not in the room that you're in. Then I'll, I will uh, just do a per- quick perception, if that's okay. And I rolled an 18, which is pretty high for me. Nothing really interesting other than the fact that you do recognize that the windmill and the stained glass is the same windmill you've been seeing all over the house. And that the couple in that painting are also very familiar because you've seen them in other paintings around the house as well. But nothing out of the unusual. All right. Well, I guess I should uh, just maybe check out behind this mirror. And as I open up the, the door mirror, I'll say... Walter, and then he cut to one of the other guys. <laughs> Renwick. I made my decision third, but I get to go second. You open the door to seems to be some sort of storage room, maybe? There's a bunch of dusty shelves lining the walls of the room. There are some folded sheets, some blankets, old bars of soap. And in the very back corner of the room, you see a cobweb-covered broom leaning against the far wall. Pick up one of the bars of soap and say, Walter? <laughs> More shelves. I hate shelves, and I'll smash the shelves. I got 13. And, you know, remembering your fit of rage from the shelves in the pantry earlier, you rear up and slam down on these, and once again, being a somewhat older house, they just kind of crack under, you know, the might of your 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 fists, and soap and towels and sheets just go everywhere. Who's going to clean this off? How crusty are the sheets? <laughs> clatter, clatter, clatter. <laughs> I mean, they're a little bit dusty, but otherwise they look like they're in pretty good shape. 1,800 thread count. Egyptian silk. All right, realizing that I should have done that after I looked for stuff, I'll search through the rubble to see if there's anything that could be useful. Nothing really useful in here. I mean, unless you're looking to take a shower and then you got some soap, or if you're thinking of spending the night, there are some pretty nice sheets and blankets, but... I don't shower. I'll I'll drag a blanket out with me, though. All right. Side. I am going to go in the room, the door to the south. Dust and cobwebs shroud an elegantly appointed bedroom in an adjoining nursery. Double doors set with panes of stained glass pull open to reveal a balcony overlooking the front of the house. The bedroom clearly, at some point, was home to a nursemaid. Examine the room very closely. I rolled a 14 for perception. 
The bedroom contains a large bed, two end tables, and an empty wardrobe. Mounted on the wall next to the wardrobe is a full-length mirror with an ornate wooden frame carved to look like ivy and berries. However, you take a, a little bit of a closer look, and you can kind of see that there are eyeballs hidden in among those berries. Like human eyeballs? Yeah. Uh, that, that's what's carved in around the mirror? Yeah. I'm going to examine the edges of the mirrors, like around the edges, looking like to see if it comes off the wall, if it's bolted to the wall. All right, give me another perception check. I rolled an 11. I mean, other than being a creepy mirror, I mean, who puts eyeballs carved into a mirror? It doesn't look like there's anything else to it. They're eye berries. It's the new eye berry. <laughs> Apple bought blackberry. Not finding anything there, I'll move over to the fireplace and get examine that by looking up in and see if there's... Just feel around and see if there's anything strange or out of place. Santa? No, other than it looks like it hasn't been used in a while. All right, I'm going to work my way over to the nursery. Uh, so you walk into the nursery and you see the nursery. Has, there's a crib in there. It's covered by a hanging black shroud. I'm going to step up to the shroud and slowly peel it back. Uh, you look down into the crib and you see what looks like to be a tightly wrapped bundle about the size of what you would think a baby would be oh sticks for the fireplace all right it's a walter take out my rapier it's a baby man (laughs) no it's just a normal baby it's not a baby man and i'm going to just with the flat side of the rapier just kind of push down on the bundle a little bit to see if it's soft or if it's moving (laughs) give it a little test there's some give to it when you push on it yes babies are soft oh it's his head it's the soft spot in his head (laughs) oops one tap is a genius two taps is not so much put my rapier away and and just put my hand on it to see if it's warm it's, it's about room temperature pull the fork out it's done to reach in with both hands and and lift up the bundle and just examine it throw the baby in the oven so you pull the bundle up and you go to unwrap it and there's nothing inside of it it's just blanket let out a sigh of relief and just drop the blanket back into the uh the nursery arlen what you doing now? So I'm going to finish opening up the door. Walter, are you in here? <laughs> All you see is a, an empty, dust-choked closet. <coughs> oh, God, who keeps a closet full of dust? It's the worst. There's a little cup hanging on the outside to grab a little scoop full of dust. And, and I'll slam the door a little bit too hard. And then I'm going to go over to the little table and just peek inside the uh, pitcher. It's dry. You think maybe they probably used it for holding water or something at some point, but there's nothing there now. Okay, I was hoping it was like some sort of, uh, you know, leftover beer, and uh, maybe I could get a good recipe or something. But I'll... That's the dust pitcher. <laughs> no, it's the, it, <laughs> yes. it smells like dust. I don't know. It tastes like dust, but, you know, that could be actually a pretty good additive to a beer. You never know. And I'll take a peek out the uh, door onto the uh, little portico... Uh, Balcony there? Up out on their balcony area, yep. Walter, are you out here? You shouldn't be playing outside. Walter! Very nice outside balcony. You peer down and you notice that it seems like the fog from earlier has pushed in entirely around you. And the only area not fogged is just right in front of the house. Everything else completely shrouded. You can't see anything. I wonder if they call this place Silent Hill. <laughs> It was on a night like tonight. The leper colony. No, no, wait, that's a different thing. Go out of the room and say, hey, you guys find anything, Walter? I didn't find anything, but I have an idea. I just need like a window or something if you've seen that. Yeah, there's a balcony in, in the room I just came from. All right, I'll go out to the balcony. I forgot this little place right here. What, what's in here? That's a bathroom. 
Congratulations. Good job. The dark room contains a wooden tub with clawed feet, a small iron stove with a kettle resting atop it, and a barrel under a spigot in the east wall. A cistern, you can probably surmise that with the amount of wealth these people had, they probably had some sort of system set up to catch rainwater to feed this. Ooh, pretty smart. I wonder if these are one of these uh, uppity-uppity nobles, though. I don't I don't like those people. The Nobels. All right, I'm Audi. Oh, guys, where are you? Oh, well, there you are, Saeed. Where, where'd Renwick go? He said he wanted to check the uh, out uh, balcony or a window or something. What was in your room? It was just a bedroom. It was no big deal. Nothing going on. Nothing at all. No sign of Walter? Have you found anything uh, like, you know, like a nursery or anything? <laughs> Yeah, uh, this was like the wet nurse's room, I believe. Um, there is a nursery in there with a crib, but nothing's in it. Ooh. Where where would they have taken him? Probably to the attic. The addict? The addict. How do we get up there? I don't know, but they, they mentioned something about an attic, so we need to look a little, a little closer. Why don't you check my room and I'll check your room? How's your climb? Maybe you can just climb up from one of the balconies. Ooh, that's a good idea. Get in one of the windows. Don't look at me, though. I suck. <laughs> I- I'm a dwarf. And just a reminder, you guys haven't searched the one room you're currently standing in. So I'm good. Yeah, I'm good right now. All right. So you two are going to swap rooms? No, we're just going to just wait here for a second. Yeah, we're waiting for Renwick to finish up whatever he's doing on his balcony. While I'm out on the balcony, using my criminal contact skills, writing a carrier pigeon out, and they will be here immediately. It's like a fax. I just write that I need contact at the house, and I'm on the uh, third floor balcony. They'll come. All right, so you send out your message. And now I wait. But not your massage. So, Saeed, uh, what, what do you think about this uh, room? This is where the armor was, right over here, and I'll slap the, the wall where it was standing. I'm going to step up and inspect uh, where the suit of armor was located. Okay, give me a perception check. I rolled a 20. Looks like an armor stand. You can definitely tell that there was something there. There's outline of dust around where the feet were. And that doesn't look too interesting, but what does look interesting is as you swing around, you notice... So to the southeast, where the, the, the railing is that leans down over the stairs, you notice something peculiar on that smection of wall. Smection? Smection of wall. Schmegma. So I approach it and examine it closer. So you, you lean in, you kind of look at it closely, you give it a tap, and the section of wall swings open. Oh my. And I swing around and, and look at uh, Ireland. I'm like, huh? What was that? I think we found uh, the way up to the uh, attic. Why don't you run and grab uh, Renwick? Okay, be right back. Renwick, honey, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for my contact. We found something. Is it Walter? Uh, No, but it is a wall. (laughs) So it might be half Walter. (laughs) But I asked my contact where Walter is. Well, I'm sure they'll catch up with us, but come on, we we might have found it. Follow me. If you insist. (laughs) You've found what appears to be some sort of secret door with a very narrow, dusty staircase going upward. Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to stealthily move in and move up. And I'm not. I'm going to move in not stealthily. I'll bring up the rear. Walter? Walter? Walter! (laughs) Where'd Saeed go? He's doing a stealth thing. He moves way slower. I don't know where he went. Oh, God. You guys have found your way into the attic. It's very stark and and barren and is incredibly choked with dust and cobwebs. But before we go any further, for finding our little secret hidden staircase, you guys all move up from level one to level two. First thing is, is if you lost health, you're back up to full. Sweet Jesus. And Renwick, 
Since you're a barbarian, you can either roll 1d12 plus your con modifier for your hit dice, or you can just take 7 and your con modifier. Up to you. Uh, I'll take 7. So you get 7 plus whatever your constitution modifier is, and that's your new max hit points. Paladins. That's me. So you can either roll... 1d10, or you can just take a flat 6 and add your con modifier. Okay, I got a 7, and my con modifier is 2. So you get 9 points of HP added onto your max. Got it. So I got them up to 21. And the rogue, you can either roll 1d8 or take a 5 and then add your constitution modifier. Up to you. I will take the 5 plus the 2. That's 7. Puts me up to 17. Second level rogue, you now have access to cunning action. Gross. At the end of each of your turn, you can take a bonus action now using cunning action, and you can use it to either dash, disengage, or hide. Jeremy, you're going to be easy bit more to deal with because at second level as a paladin first thing we get to do is you get to pick your fighting style so you can be a defensive which gives you a plus one bonus to your ac as long as you wear armor you can be a duelist which means while you're wielding a one-handed melee weapon and nothing else in your other hand you get a plus two bonus to damage rolls uh you can be a great weapon fighter which is when you roll a one or a two on a damage die for an attack you make with a melee weapon that you use two hands on, uh, you can re-roll. But whatever you roll, you have to use that one. Or you can be a protection fighter. So when something, a creature that you can see attacks a target that is not you, but you're within five feet of, you can use a reaction to impose disadvantage. I think I'm going to choose the first one, which is the AC. So that's defensive. So you're a defensive fighter, so you get a permanent plus one to your AC. And now that you're second level, you get access to your spellcasting abilities. You basically have the same spell set that a cleric would. You get three cantrips you can pick from Guidance, Light, Mending, Resistance, Sacred Flame, Spare the Dying, or Thaumaturgy. How many uh, first levels do I get? Uh, You get two. I'm going to take Bless. That seems like a pretty easy one. And I guess Cure Wounds. Anything else I get? Uh, You get Divine Smite. Ooh, what is that? Is that like a feat or something? So when you hit a character with a melee weapon attack, you can expand one of your spell slots to deal radiant damage. So Gabe, not only do you get your bonus hit die, now that you are second leveled, you get uh, access to your reckless attacks. I like recklessness. You get reckless attacks. You also get access to your danger sense. So basically you get uh, advantage on deck saving throws against effects that you can see cool all right so everyone is now up to level two you found your way up to the attic i'm gonna kick this door in all right give me a strength check considering the door has a padlock on it i got a 13 you rear back and you really kind of throw your all into it but that padlock is is solid man that's that thing's not going anywhere i'm gonna walk up behind him and look at him and look at the padlock and just shake my head and try to pick the padlock uh all right give me a dex check my my what (sighs) I rolled a 10. So you you go down, you pull out your your lockpick set, you know, you take a minute to examine it. It takes you a minute. It's been a while since you've done this and you feel like you're really close to to losing it a few times, but after a few minutes of kind of fiddling around with it, you hear a very distinctive click and the padlock opens up. I take a step back and uh, look at Renwick and wave my arm for him to go in. And while they're all doing this, I will just take a quick Perception check around the room, and I rolled a 20. Oddly enough, unlike the rest of this house, which was very distinctively, looks like it had been kept clean and it had been maintained and everything was well and orderly, this space has been ignored. It's dusty. It's full of cobwebs. You know, it looks like 
for whatever reason, you know, whoever lived here either ignored this space or just wanted to forget that it existed. While they're uh, screwing around with that door, then I will just simply move down to this door and prepare to listen. Said, you have opened the locked door and it is now ready for you to go in. What are you two going to do? I'm going to break the door down with my great axe just to prove that I'm still worth something. Give me an attack roll from your great axe. 14. You pull your great axe out and, you know, you're fuming that he would he would insult you in such a way that he just who picks locks anyway. That is so for losers. And you back and you take a huge slash at the door and it just kind of explodes into little pieces. Yeah, that's right. I could have done that with the padlock on it, but I didn't. And now I'll enter the room. The room contains a bricked-up window flanked by two dusty, wood-framed beds sized for children. Closer to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its side, and a dollhouse that is a perfect replica of the dreary edifice in which you stand. These furnishings are draped in cobwebs. Lying in the middle of the floor are two small skeletons wearing tattered but familiar clothing. The smaller of the two cradles a stuffed doll that you also recognize. Walter? (laughs) (laughs) Wake up! Wake up! Hey, yo, guys, I got some bad news. I step into the room. We sent ghosts into town. Oh, shit. Oh, my lord. What happened here? I don't know. We just got in this door, dude. Chill. But the children. And I'll drop to one knee and make the sign of the, not the Holy Cross, but something similar wherever my religion is. It's really complicated. It's like a series of concentric (laughs) circles. Series of tubes. You put an L on your forehead. (laughs) I put an L on my forehead. Making the sign, doing the thing, hop on one leg. (laughs) I think we were meant to take their place. I think my god has sent us here to collect their bones and transfer them to sacred ground. Like in Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. All right, but you're carrying him. Renwick, grab that uh, bed sheet off the bed. All right, I'll grab the bed sheet. So we'll we'll separate those up into the bed sheets and make swaddling bags of their bones so that we can carry them and give them a proper burial. I'm going to examine the room myself, including the all the items in the room. You know it'll be a lot easier if we uh, break their bones up. No, Jesus no, they must be intact. I rolled a four, by the way, for my perception. How does it look like they died? The door was locked. But no visible wounds on them? Nope, they're just skeletons So someone point. trapped them in here. Starvation. Who could do this to a child? Who could kill a child? I don't know, maybe the parents, something happened to the parents or they went insane. I bet it was Walter. It could have been Walter. Walter's the monster? Yep, he's making meth up here somewhere. Let's go kill Walter. Walter! I'll take the smaller of the child, so that'd be Thorn, right, the boy? Mm Mm-hmm. Will one of you carry Rose? I'll do it. You were the one who rolled Perception, right, Brian? Yeah. Looks like a normal kid's room, other than the fact that the dollhouse is literally an exact replica of the house you're standing and kind of creeps you out a little bit. I wish I could uh, examine that better. I mean, you can. You just did a general room check. You didn't specifically say you wanted to look at anything. I'll move up, examine the dollhouse in close detail. If it's as accurate as this house, maybe we're missing something and I can get a better lay of the land. Hey, Saeed? It's side. Saeed, peek inside the window and see if you can find this particular room. So give me another perception. Oh, I rolled a seven. It's better than a four. It's not very good, though. Yeah, no, it's not. Kind of sucks. Can't control the button push. God, Brian. (laughs) I mean, you definitely can tell that you you go over, you look at it, you can kind of hinge the roof back to open it up and see inside, and you definitely see that this is the, the attic you're in. 
It, it looks very much like this space. With my divine sense, am I getting any sense of evil from this particular dollhouse? Nothing evil, but the moment that side here touches the dollhouse, you hear this very small noise behind you, and you turn and look to see the ghosts of Rose and Thorn now standing behind you. I'm sorry, but we, we don't like it when people play with our we toys. We told you to go to the tavern. That wouldn't do us much good, considering both of us are dead. What happened to you? Mommy and, and Daddy, they, they locked us in here. They, they said it was to pr- protect us from the monster in the basement. And they, they left and they never came back. So it was an accident all along. I'll drop the bag of bones. Oh, jeez. It still have to bury him. How do we get to the basement? You could have told us that in the beginning. <laughs> You sons of bitches. You see, Rose glances towards the dollhouse, sees that you open it, and points at it and says, There, there's there's a secret door right over there. And you see her point towards right about here. On the dollhouse, there is a room east of you. I'll grab Thorn by the neck. Your hand goes right through. Yeah, he's a ghost. You, you, you can't actually grab him. If you would have let me beat them with a the club earlier, we'd know that they're ghosts. Where is Walter, Rose? He was supposed to be in the nursery. Some good news and bad news. I'll go with the good news. Walter might be with you guys now. There was nobody in the nursery. I checked it. Where did he go? And she looks somewhat confused. We'll do our best to find him. I'm going to leave the room and go to the next door. Both Rose and Thorn stand up and Rose goes, no, don't, don't leave. And she kind of goes from being solid to being slightly more transparent and she beelines straight for you. So I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw. I rolled a nine. Rose phases into your body and you just stand there stunned for a second. You can clearly tell that there's now someone else inside of your body. How's it feel? Pretty damn good. A lot of energy. Went in through the butt. Satan's way. You look at the flaws section on your character sheet, you now have something else. Santa flaws. He gets it. Oh, I like being in charge and get angry when other people tell me what to do. Classic Rose. As a result of your possession, yeah, you now have to deal with that. Shut up. I don't have to deal with anything. I can do what I want. It's my body. I'm going to look at my body and look at my down at my feet and everything and just shiver it off and move over to the to the next doorway over here where where she indicated was the uh the room with the secret door. What are the other two of you doing? Thorn, what 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 is your sister doing to Saeed? He just kind of clutches his doll even tighter and looks like he's about to cry. It's okay. Just let us know what you want us to do. We're going to go down to the basement and take care of the scary monster. Don't worry about that. We'll find your parents if we can. And the mention of you leaving for the basement, his eyes just go wide and he repeats what Rose did. He kind of goes a little more wavery and starts heading right for you. Uh, I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw. No, don't do that. I'm not going to the basement. It tickles. I rolled a nine. So Thorn, once again, repeats what Rose did and kind of phases into your body and settles in. Ugh. Do you like to sing in the shower too? You also have a second flaw that you have to deal with because you are currently possessed by Thorn. Oh, no. Let's see what my terror... Oh. Uh, well, I was already doing that, so... <laughs> Yeah, but now you got to do it in front of all of us. <laughs> yes, now I'm, now I'm actually going to roleplay it, so. And I will give you guys the hint that there is actually a way to get rid of that. Ah, uh, what could it be? Oh, they're bones! Throw their bones out the window. <laughs> Off the balcony. I'll eat their bones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And if I had to take a guess, uh, Arlen would probably be the one who would best know how to get rid of them, being a paladin. Crossbow to the neck. All I'm saying is their souls are in their bodies. If you put their bones in your body, then their bones will be with their souls. (laughs) 
Sound logic, man. Uh, I will attempt a, how, well, I guess a religion check. How's that sound? All right. So roll me a religion check. 19. Damn. So as someone who has spent time studying all things ethereal and spiritual, you seem to remember, recall one of your teachers saying that the ghosts of a person often retains a lot of the personality of whom they were when they were living and these being small children you reason they could probably be intimidated into leaving get ye hence not so vile creature but kind of nice creature but just trying to hitch a ride roll me an intimidation check all right here we go i also have a great intimidation and i rolled a 10 you feel him kind of a waver for a second and he feels like he's about to actually get out about to actually leave before he goes right back in. oh son of a bitch <laughs> should have all those beans for lunch <laughs> release the wrong demon <laughs> oh so where are you guys going to the basement <laughs> we're going to the basement so and you're there. If you're going to hitch a ride, uh, Thorn, you're going to have to go where I'm going. <gasps> Ooh, he's going to have to go to the basement. Thornness. Come on, when's the last time you've been out of your room? Isn't this fun? So you guys still have the bones with you, right? Uh, yes, I picked up the bones, and I'm, my intention is to carry them out of this house to a sacred ground someplace. I've got her bones. I got my own bone. So where are you heading? Uh, to this door. You enter a dusty chamber packed with old furniture, all draped in dusty white sheets. You see um, what looks like possibly a trunk that is also covered by a dusty sheet. I'll unveil the sheet very dramatically. And, and there is a trunk underneath those sheets. It's trunk or treat. I'll open the trunk. So inside the trunk, you find the skeletal remains of what appears to be a woman wrapped in a tattered bedsheet stained with dry blood. I'll pick up the bones and yell, I'm going to the basement! (laughs) (laughs) If you want, you can give me a medicine check. I got a 19. You pick up the bones, you kind of take a look at them as you're holding them in your arms, and it becomes very, very clear to you that this woman was stabbed to death by multiple knife wounds. And you also take in that from the the size and the age that this was probably the nursemaid that was watching the baby. I'll cover my eyes and say, don't look, Thorn. (laughs) Well, bad news. The nursemaid is dead, which means that Walter's 100% dead. I retreat back to the corner. Oh, God. And reach into my pack (laughs) and pull out some pudding and start eating it. Not the nursemaid whose name I don't remember. (laughs) I'll carry these bones. We're off to see the wizard. I'll, like, wrap the arms around me so it's like a backpack. (laughs) So you turn over to the side and you look to where Rose pointed and you can very clearly see that there's now an opening which leads to a spiral staircase. Do you guys mind if I bring up the rear? Is that okay? Is it dusty? I just, my eyes are kind of wet. I I think some dust got in my eyes. It's no big deal. I enter in. So this is a a very narrow spiral staircase made of creaking wood. It's only about a five foot wide shaft, but it definitely appears to go pretty far down. It's a huge shaft. It's full of thick, very thick cobwebs and dust. That's one bad mother. Um, I'm going to look into my inventory and see if I have a torch or something like that. I have dark vision, but I need like a little light. Well, I want something to burn the uh, there's the some sp- bones, the, the cobwebs. <laughs> Well, there's all those sheets. You could make one with a big femur bone and a... Oh, God. (laughs) It's just the nursemaid. I'll rip the leg off of the nursemaid and wrap it in the cloak that I took. Do any of you have anything, a torch or anything? No. I've got an iron pot. How's that? 
for brewing. I have a crowbar. So I'm going to pull the sheet off of the piece of furniture that's closest to the hidden doorway and see what's under it. An old standing mirror. Does it say Angerstein over the top? <laughs> I'm going to examine it and see if there's if I could uh, break a piece off of the actual stand that the mirror is mounted to. Probably not. It's the mirror is on a stand that's pretty solid oak. I'll go and rip it off and in half, and just be mad and do irresponsible actions. Renwick just kind of walks over to it and looks at one of the legs of the mirror, grabs it, gives it a little twist, and then kind of pulls, yanks back, and it just had it splinters and comes off. I'm going to grab one of the uh, sheets and do a little cut and then rip a fairly large size piece off and wrap it around the end of the leg. He will craft a torch. Yes. So you go through, you craft the torch, and then we'll just say that Arlen pulls off a sacred flame to help you light it. Ah! I burst in the flames, the ghost leaves me. D8 to everybody. So you guys now have a torch, and you are ready to head down to the dungeon. To the dungeon. what? No, 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 no. Basement. Basement. Whoa, whoa, Sorry, whoa, no son. You d- dungeon. <laughs> Look at the evil smile on Matt's face. You can tell I'm going crazy because I'm talking to the nursemaid, and I'm, like, moving its jaw to make it talk back. <laughs> so come here often? That's inappropriate. The wooden spiral staircase ends. A narrow tunnel stretches southward before branching both east and west. From the moment you arrive in the dungeons, you hear an eerie, incessant chant echoing throughout. Now, it's impossible to gauge where the sound is coming from right now, and you can't really make out what it is either. I'm going to go to the T in the hallway and just listen to see if I can percept which way the chant is coming from. Persepolis? I percepted five. (laughs) Too much echo? It's coming from somewhere. I'm going to check the bag of bones, make sure it's not coming from that. (laughs) <laughs> nope. Thorn? Thorn, are you in there? So you gonna where are you going, Renwick? Obviously I'm going down the stairs. Alright. Arlen, we should stick together. I think you're right. I'm gonna follow Renwick down. I'm the leader because I'm not possessed. A wooden table and four chairs stand at the east end of the room. On the west, you can see a couple of alcoves, and you can kind of make out what looked like some sort of straw pallets. They look like they're kind of moldy. Nursemaid, do you know this table? Yay, do Renwick. Click, 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 click. Stand in the middle of the room and percept. Hey, roll the four. Good percept. Someone's definitely chanting somewhere. <laughs> there be chanting in these halls. I'm going to go this way. W- would you mind if I be in the middle of here with you two guys? Is that okay? Oh, no. we can. I love sandwiches. Okay, thanks. So you're just continuing down and around? Yeah. I want to keep going down as far as I can go. <laughs> you have a well in the middle of the room. So you walk into what appears to be another set of quarters. This one's this one's a lot nicer than the ones that are out front. I'm going to peek at this room to the uh, east. Looks like a bedroom. It's The cots here are slightly nicer, and you see a chest <gasps> Chesticles. along the, the east wall next to that next to the bed. I'll take a peek at that. And I'll go to the west and do the same. Copycat. I'll scream across the hall. So you look down at the chest and it has been secured with an iron padlock. Same thing with you, side. You go into the room, there's a bed and there's a, a chest that's been locked with an iron padlock. Alright, I'm going to pick it. And I'm going to smash mine. Your padlock or? Uh, I need a dexterity check. Ten. So you fiddle with the lock and you pop it open and inside you find a silvered short sword. How how about for me? What do I roll for smashing? Give me a strength check. I rolled a 10. 
these padlocks are clearly have been down here for a long time. They're they're rusty. They're not holding together too well. So you kind of take a look at it. You pull out you pull out your battle axe and you just right on the top of the lock and it kind of pops the shackle out. You dig around in the chest, you find eleven gold and sixty silver inside of a pouch. However, when you pull the pouch out to look at it, it kind of looks like that pouch is made out of human skin. <laughs> Aye, I will not touch that. Close the chest and quickly move back out. Guys, I think we're in a place of evil. Renwick, you're just standing there. Are you okay? It's because it's not my turn. Oh, that's right. You're not possessed. Sorry, I forgot. So where are you guys going now? This way. Away from the human skin. Keep moving forward. Don't stop. Keep moving forward. I go in the middle. Um, I look down this hallway a, a couple feet. I'm going to move 10 feet down this hallway. Oh, that goes down further. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to stop and, and see if I can still hear the chanting. I rolled a 14. To you, sounds kind of like the chanting is coming from the stairway in front of you. This way. I hear it. I'm in front now. Gabe, I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. 23. So you take a step forward down the hall. You hear a rather loud creaking noise, followed by several loud cracking noises, at which point you decidedly dive forward out of the way as the old rotten planks you were standing on crumble and underneath you see a very large pit full of wooden spikes Uh, you guys don't step on that okay thanks so we'll continue along so as you guys approach the staircase you can clearly tell that the ghostly chants are coming from below so we keep going down so as you enter this room it's a rather large room full of a whole lot of stuff those are probably some sort of artifacts that they were using in their rituals cut out little shelves in the walls do i sense any evil in this room yeah a lot of these artifacts are are given off something not so pleasant you get an even stronger scent coming from uh the the hole in the eastern wall guys i think it's that way it's the north northeastern hallway okay go get them no, you, 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 you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to use my stealth and move around the room and examine as I go. Some of the things you find when you look inside these openings, you find a small mummified yellow hand with really sharp claws on a loop of rope, a knife that's been carved from human bone, a dagger with a rat skull in the pommel, a folded cloak made from ghoul skin, a hag's severed finger, and just sorts of all weird, just weird objects. Monkey's paw. Uh, so as you approach that south southeastern tunnel you notice that it kind of slopes downward somewhat and at the bottom of it you see water and that's where we hear the chanting coming from mm-hmm. good thing i'm wearing a cloak let's go so as you come down to the bottom you notice that the tunnel has been blocked by a rusty iron portcullis do a perception check to see if i can detect any kind of chain or switch and I rolled a 20. You gather that there's probably a chance that if someone wanted to, they could try and, like, hoist the gate up. All right, we need somebody strong up front. Oh, wait, hey, look, Renwick. How are you? Hi. Look at those muscles. Renwick, you're going to have to give me an athletics check. I got a six. <laughs> Step aside, young man. I've got this. All right, you want to give it a try? Seven. It's slippery the gates partially underwater clearly there's some sort of algae build up here that's preventing you from really getting a good stance and lifting so yeah. step aside i'll try i rolled a four we all have to do it at the same time ah if you want to yeah if you want to assist one of you can try again and i'll give you advantage okay here we go Ugh, i rolled a nine take the higher of the two when you're rolling with so a 10 then right so with a little bit of encouragement and some the you know the magical powers of friendship and teamwork Dumb. you managed to hoist the gate up enough for everyone to kind of shimmy underneath just keep moving forward <laughs> 
The chanting stops as you enter this 40-foot square room. The smooth masonry walls provide excellent acoustics. Featureless stone pillars support the ceiling, and a breach in the wall west leads to a dark cave heaped with refuse. Murky water covers most of the floor. Stairs lead up to dry stone ledges that hug the walls. In the middle of the room, more stairs rise to form an octagonal dais that also rises above the water. Rusty change with shackles dangle from the ceiling directly above a stone altar mounted on the dais. The altar is carved with hideous depiction of grasping ghouls and is stained with dry blood. You take a glance around the room and you pretty quickly see that there is uh, a wheel tied to a rope with it that you surmised you could use to open that gate again. Is there a way to lock it in place? Yeah. I'll hoist it so it's totally up. So you hoist the gate up, you lock it in place, so the gate is now sitting open. I'll walk to the altar in the middle of the room. I'm going to enter stealth mode. As Renwick approaches the center, climbs up onto the dice, the chanting rises once more as 13 dark apparitions appear on the ledges overlooking the room, each one resembling a black-robed figure holding a torch, but the torch's fire is black and almost seems to draw a light into it. Where you'd expect to see their faces are nothing but voids. One must die, they chant. One must die. I'm wearing those robes, so I'm going to start chanting with them. Yeah, one (laughs) must die. I'm on your team. I'll start chanting, 13 must die. Side must die. I'm going to cast Bless. So next time they have to make an attack or a saving throw, Renwick and Side, you get to roll a d4 and add that. So you can either, at this point, you can either give me a religion or a insight check. I got a religion. Let me see what my religion is. I have a two, so I rolled, oh shit, I'm rolling a terrible four. I got insight, don't worry. Yeah, I'm going to do insight as well. 13. I did a 21. Whatever. So you two both at the same time kind of slowly turn towards each other and lock eyes, really realizing that what they're saying, one must die. They're talking about you guys. One of you is going to have to die. They want a sacrifice, and they want it now. The bones. You know, maybe we'll just say goodbye and then just leave. Yep. Side. What? Aaron's an NPC. Let's just <laughs> kill her. It's Arlen. I don't care enough. You're an NPC. Arlen, Texas. Technically, I'm a PC. I'm going to be in, in stealth in the back corner. I'm going to examine the ghostly figure nearest me. These are... Some sort of supernatural apparition. I'm going to lay the bag of bones with Thorn's bones on it on the altar. Nice. Here is your one. They look at it for a second, and they start chanting again. It's a sacrifice. It has to be a living creature. Clearly, they're not going to care what kind of creature, and they're not going to be fooled by any of your tricks. I'll pull a rat out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gerbil. Gerbils are kid shit. Ew. And I'm going to do examine more closely the altar. Side, you walk over and inside that opening, it just looks like a pile of old leaves and clippings and refuse. So I'm going to step into the that area and look up. It's carved space. There's really just rock above you. Anything about the altar that's unusual? Other than the the strange depictions on it, it's you know, a bunch of grasping ghouls that are reaching up and out. I'm going to go to this pile and see if I can find, like, bugs and shit. No, it just looks like a pile of debris that just happened to wash down here. All right, I'm going to go to the altar and I'm going to kill Arlen. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? 
Yeah. What are you doing? You're, you're not even possessed. We are. <laughs> Why don't we kill one of the... Oh, they're not living, are they? These they're creatures. They're dead. Do you seriously want to attack her? No. Can we determine if these creatures that are all around, if they're actually alive or if they're spirits? Why don't you give me a religion check? 15? They're not quite alive. They're not quite dead. It looks like they're stuck somewhere in between if we kill two of them does that count as one alive you can't get to these guys they're basically on ledge like raised ledges around the outside of the room did you notice that there are 13 alcoves in the room above us yeah should we go back and look at those yeah let's do that so yeah we'll we'll retreat to that room above as you attempt to leave from seemingly nowhere a very strong breeze comes along and snaps the lock off of the portcullis and it slams shut they slow their one must die chant and you hear them start saying something else Lorgroth the decayer we awaken thee and they continue to chant getting louder and louder you hear a rustling noise from that pile of debris that you were looking at earlier uh oh and out comes Lorgroth the decayer charging it with my club and we are now in combat so i'm gonna need everybody to roll for initiative i rolled a 10 i rolled a 5 rolled a 15 shambling mound gets to go first oh no <laughs> yeah he rolled a 19 no, you, you said shambling mound yes yeah that's what it is he 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 that's what you get for not sacrificing someone well we're gonna sacrifice someone now yeah shambling mound is going to take his first turn crawling out of his hole Renwick. I'm going to charge him with the club. All right, so give me an attack roll. I got a 10. So you run up and you rear back to swing and you just kind of shh and it just kind of bounces off of all the stuff around that's covering this thing. Just brushes it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Arlen. And I'm going to launch my javelin from above. So roll an attack for your javelin. I rolled an 11. And it kind of just skirts over the top of them and just goes right over to the other side. Sticks into the wall. You're a side. Your turn. I am going to stealthily move. So I rolled a 13 for stealth. So you slink backwards into the shadows and kind of hug the wall and move towards him. Flanking again. Shambling mound. I'm in danger. Yes, you are. Shambling Mound is going to start moving towards you, Renwick. It's going to reach out, and it is going to attempt to engulf you. So I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Got an 11. It grabs onto you, pulls you in. You're, you're struggling. You're pushing back, but it is just too much for you. So you are now engulfed by our Shambling Mound. Whoops. But it is your turn, so you do get another chance at breaking out with another constitution saving throw. Can I let it engulf me and kill it from the inside? Guardians of the Galaxy 2! You are blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe while you were in Fine, I did worse. I got a 7. <laughs> oh, you're not dead. You are going to take two points of bludgeoning damage. Feeling better. Arlen, your turn. I'm going to use Divine Smite, and I'm just going to leap with my battle axe. Let my Renwick go! And then I'll take a swing with my two-handed battle axe using my divine smasheroo. And I rolled an 18! I did six points of damage. Right. And then you're going to roll 2d8. So you do six plus three. So you did nine damage to this guy. You see the bar form over his head now? And it goes down a little bit. <laughs> Side, your turn. So I'm going to continue along and I'm going to shoot him with my hand crossbow. I rolled a 12 for eight piercing. And since he is engaged with your friends here, you do get a sneak attack on him. So give me an additional d6. Plus four more. And then I run away. <laughs> Stealth back the other way. Back to the top, shambling mound. 
It's going to keep going for Renwick here, keep knocking him out. So, Renwick, you're taking three more points, but it is your turn. So, you managed to, to wriggle your way out. Why are you all drippy and wet, Renwick? That's gross. Is it uh, incontinence or... Just be sure to wipe, okay? While I swing this battle axe again, I rolled a 22 for 13 slashing damage. That was a badass roll. Yeah, bad axe roll. I don't get it. So, you pull back from your first swing and you just... Wham, right back down to the exact same spot you hit the first time. Digs it in even deeper. You hear what sounds like some sort of, some muffled grunts coming from this thing, and you see a thick black ooze kind of starting to kind of seep out of that wound. That could be a good brewing agent. Who wants molten chocolate lava cake? Side, your turn. I am going to do the same with another crossbow, but I rolled a 20 for five piercing. So once again, from the back corner of the room, crossbow bolt flies over and just sinks into this thing. So the shambling mound is up. He's really not too happy about those those battle axe. So he is going to rear back, and he is going to go ahead and slam onto Arlen here. 12, what's your AC? 18. Get lost, brother. This mound picks up part of its own mass and kind of whoom forward at you, but you, you know, being as stalwart as you are, see it coming, plant your feet and just push back. That mass, though. Yeah, <laughs> thick. Renwick, your turn. Uh-huh. I'm gonna club it in the wound. So you see that clearly it's bleeding and that it's probably smart to go after where it hurts. So you take your club and you lean back and you give it a really hard thwack right where it's bleeding for three points of bludgeoning damage. Arlen. So you don't like battle axes, huh? I rolled a nine. Suck on that. Seeing as you've just been kind of doing the same thing over and over again, it's figured out your game plan. And as soon as you go back to pull that battle axe back, he just kind of slips slightly to the side and you go wide and just right down into the water. Dead axe, though. Side, your turn. Pull out my disguise kit. Look, I'm a shambling mound. Hmm. Am I not shambling enough for you? I'm going to actually move back a space and get a different angle on it and fire off another hand crossbow. I rolled a 19 with 8 piercing damage. You take your time, slide over, line up, and let your crossbow bolt fly straight across the room. And you manage to hit it right in what looks like to be maybe some kind of mouth. Oh, look, I got something stick up there. It's a potato chip. It's a Dorito. It is really not happy that something has stumbled into its lair and is trying to kill it. And it's it's looking rough. Bad day to be a shambling mound. So I'm going to move back two more. It's not a two more. Shambling mound is, again, you've done the most damage. So he's going to rear back and try and slam you. 16. Suck it. 19 is my new armor class. Not 18. Just going to keep going up, buddy. <laughs> So once again, he kind of rears back really, really trying to go at you this time. But you just see it coming and you're like, no way, man. And you just kind of right off to the side like it was nothing. That rear, though. Renwick. Club it again. I got a 20 for fucking three damage. (laughs) Oh, no. You do realize you have other weapons, right? Continuity is important. Club goes back and you hear a very, very solid thunk as you connect with this thing for... A little bit of damage. Arlen. I'm having fun with my battle axe, so I'm going to keep on slashing. Ah, 24 for nine points of slashing damage. Damn. Upward slash and get a pretty good cleave. Thanks. I've been working out a little bit. Side. Aim at what I think is its eye and fire off another 
crossbow bolt. I rolled a nine with a six piercing. You're over there on the side trying to figure out where the hell the eye is on this thing. And with this diving, diving over at Arlen and Arlen swinging and slashing, you just take a guess, you pull the trigger and swings wide off into the uh, far side of the room. You hear it kind of splash as it hits the water. Ricochets around the whole room. Shambling mound. Still very angry, still very hurt. Sees that it's not getting anywhere trying to go after Arlen, so he's going to take a swing at Renwick here. 21 to hit. So rears back most of its mass and boom, really hard for 12 points of bludgeoning damage. One did die. Is that good enough? Is that it? We done? Seven left. Yeah, you got a lot of hit points. Then I guess I'll use a potion. So you get 2d4 plus 2 healing roll. Seven, nine. So you heal nine points. So amidst all this chaos, you see Renwick kind of reaches back into his pack, pulls out a, a red flask, pops the cork, and just downs the whole thing in one shot. Oh, shit, that's fuel. That's <laughs> a fire potion. Fire breath. Arlen. You know what I'm doing. Pick on someone your own size. Rolled a 21 for six slashing. So you're just hacking away at this thing, taking chunks out of it wherever you can. You've got a couple of pretty deep wounds on this thing. It's, it's I guess you could say it's bleeding. Ugh, I'm all drippy. Who? wants dark meat he's looking ragged at this point guys side what are you doing move in closer i'd like to use my rapier on it i rolled a 15 for five piercing so you see side finally decides to leave the darkness of the walls hello everybody who are you sword drawn comes down and just sticks it right into the side of this thing take that mound sometimes you feel like a nut Surprised by this sword attack coming from where it didn't expect it to. Very much hurting on the edge of confusion. It's going to swing around and try and grab and engulf the person that just stabbed it. With a penalty. I'll swallow yourself. Pulls you in and it is holding you very tightly. So give me a constitution saving throw. See if you can get out of this real quick. Oh, I rolled a 22, yo. Right before that panic sets in, you kind of grab the rapier, which is still stuck in it, and use it as leverage to kind of push yourself away from this thing. That was his turn so now it's it's renwick's turn noticing that it's been working well i'm gonna switch to my axe and swing in the wounded area and it doesn't work you triumphantly pull out your great axe and in your enthusiasm swing a little bit too wide and right past it arlen let me let me show you how it's done there rennie i rolled an 11 So as you're busy holding your axe up, bragging to Renny about how it's done, you forget to look at what you're trying to swing at, and it just kind of goes, tink, and you miss. And your weapon breaks. Side, would you get out of the way, please? Trying to hit something here? Side, your turn. I'll move up one and use my rapier. Roll the seven. A space R. A space R. A space R. Can you just whiff right through it? Now, I do feel like I should tell you that you are a rogue, and with your cunning action, you can use your bonus action to disengage, and that would allow you to get back without taking that attack. Okay, I, I will do that, and I will move okay. to, to here. So you can disengage back. All right. So seeing as the thing that just stabbed it and got away is now moving away, it's going to turn its attention back to the thing that keeps hitting it with a very large battle axe. Rears back and in one fluid motion twists around and slams really hard into into Arlen there for 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Renwick. Swing my battle axe or great axe at it. 14 for 11. How do you want to do this? I'll 
pull it out and I'll swing it into this right into the spot that Arlen has been hitting it. Use your axe though. I'll say, man, I'm glad I've been using this axe in this spot this whole time and I'll cut it in half. So you hear, you see Renwick rear back and go right into that same spot that Arlen's been hacking at, talking about how great this battle axe is and he just clean slices through. Always a bridesmaid. I think we did it, boys. So you guys heading out of that chamber? Yeah, yes. we're gonna head all the way back up. We're going back to the bar. Liz, more Griffin <laughs> wings, please. So we all move back up to the house. Uh, I'm going to need you three to roll for initiative. 18. <laughs> 18. 20. So as you return from your trip to the perilous basement up into the attic, you you see that things are different from when you last left. You come up to see that all the windows have somehow been bricked up and that in each doorway now sits a, a scythe that periodically... Whoof, back and forth across the doorway. Oh, schnitz. You can either attempt an acrobatics check to get through, or if you want to take a minute to kind of study the pattern of the blade, I'll make that an intelligence check instead. Step back. I got this. And I'd roll a 13 in acrobatics. All right. So he stands back for a second and heroically leaps through the door, just narrowly escaping the swing of the blade. I'll try an intelligence while I'm standing there. Seven. Renny, is there a switch on the other end? I'll look. Is there a switch I can find? Uh, no. I know. You're on your own. So Side takes a second to kind of time it out back and forth, back and forth, and um, he miscounts his, his timings here. And you're going to take two points of slashing damage. 18. So in following in the footsteps of Renwick, you run, you leap, and you sail through the door right past the side. Sailing. Where are you going now? Take me away. I'm going to the the hidden stairs, and I'm heading down. So everyone's heading down back to the third floor? Yeah. Yep. We're getting up out of here if we can. So as you approach the second floor, you realize that the, the fireplace at the far end just started pumping out a thick black acrid smoke. Cool, keep going. Shit, they're trying to burn us out. We gotta go. It's difficult to breathe. It's difficult to move. And I'm gonna need all three of you to give me constitution saving throws. 17. I rolled a 9. 13 for me. Side and Arlen kind of take a second, steal themselves, and hold their breath and charge through other to the other side of the staircase. Uh, Renwick, however, makes the mistake of starting the charge and then taking a deep breath and you are going to take seven points of poison damage so we're down to the first floor yep so you guys move through down to the first floor and once again this fireplace as well is also belching there's smoke everywhere and if you're going to move towards that entrance i'm going to need another constitution save 50 12 10 remembering your lesson from last time you kind of steal yourself and hold your breath before and you sprint through and into the foyer. And then we're going to try to exit the house. So you bust at maximum speed. You're just trying to get out of there as fast as you can. Busting makes me feel good. You p- push your way through the first doors, through the you charge through the foyer, through the front doors and out into the open air where you see that the fog that has once trapped you there has since receded out and is no longer there. Just like my hairline. As you turn around, you see that no longer are the, the windows and bricked up and bored. No longer is there black smoke spitting out of the the chimneys and holes. It seems that the house has given up. You've won. And since you have since made your way out upon your own will, it no longer harbors any sort of ill will against you. All right, let's head back and uh, celebrate at the tavern. You, You make your way back towards your tavern, only to find that it is once again open. You can hear music pouring from inside. Barkeep looks up. Ah, glad to see you made your way back. 
Congratulations on being the first to do so. Say, you find anything interesting in that old house anyway? Nothing to write home about. All right. She pulls out some mugs, fills them up, and spreads them out at the bar for you. Have a seat, and why don't you tell me just what you found? Hey, barkeep, one for the nursemaid. (laughs) (laughs) Smashes the bones down onto the bar. (laughs) She sets the mugs down. Everything goes dark. You open your eyes, and Jack and Roy... You are back at that old linoleum table inside this somewhat run-down house. And before you sits your new friend. So, what'd you think? I've been working on that one. It's it Was, was it fun? I, I hope you had a good time. I don't know how you did it, but then I shoot him five times in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Stop resisting! <laughs> he gets up and ushers you out to the front door, opens it. He's like, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to start doing this semi-regularly. So, uh, if you ever want to come back, just let me know. I have lots of things for you to do. And he kind of pushes you out the door and closes the door. Damn, son. I look at Roy. I need a drink. I've been drinking this whole time. Pass it over. No, the drink. (laughs) And that's all there was. Good job, Matt. That was awesome. Woo! Yeah, great. And that's it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if you want to try and rules layer me about how I did everything wrong, don't, because we're just here to have some fun. And you can leave me alone on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. I'm going really fast, and you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. I can be found on Twitter at Brian Podcasts. Until next time, roll for Happy Halloween. (laughs) The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2019. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.